there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Hey there, and Happy New Year. Wow, I can't believe we're in Season 2 of the Sparrow Parents Podcast. I'm really excited for what 2020 has in store for us together. And I, like many of you, have set some big goals for myself in the new year. But all of a sudden, it's 2020, (laughs) which means that we're supposed to have already started our goals. And to be honest with you, somehow I already feel behind, because the Christmas season really flew by for me this year. And although I spent a lot of time planning out what I want to do and accomplish in 2020, I just wasn't prepared for January to begin so soon. So if you're feeling the same way, like you're starting off behind this year, this series is for you. Because feeling behind is kind of the worst, but I know how to combat this feeling. We're talking in this series about planning for the new year. And yes, the new year has begun, (laughs) but planning happens throughout the year, and it's never too late to begin. So listen, if you miss any episodes in this series and you want to catch up, you can find them all on my website, sparrowkidsministries.com. Just click on the podcast tab and you'll be able to find what you're looking for. Now stay tuned as we dive in to planning for the year. Today we're going to be talking about keeping up with birthdays throughout the year. Now this is one of those things that I have made just a habit in January. It's one of the best ways that I plan for the new year because it's so outward focused. I really love making my friends and family's birthdays a priority because I want them to know how much I love them and appreciate them. And a birthday is just a great opportunity to show someone how much you love them. I also really like it when my kids see me thinking about others and giving gifts and celebrating other people. I think it's really important for my kids to see me prioritizing other people so they have a good idea of how to think about others before themselves too. Today I have just three steps for you to consider while you're planning out how you will celebrate birthdays this year. And when I talk about celebrating birthdays, Birthdays, I'm not just talking about your kids' birthdays and your spouse's birthday. I'm talking about all the birthdays. And I know that that might seem overwhelming because, well, it is. (laughs) But my hope for this episode is that you will be able to make a plan for your year and feel on top of birthdays, not rushing to the store 15 minutes before work to get a card for your boss or charging a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party to your credit card because your son's birthday just got away from you this year. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a daunting task to look at all the birthdays for the whole year. But when you're done, the hope is that you will have an achievable plan in place for all of the birthdays on your calendar. So the first thing you're going to want to do is to list out all of the birthdays you intend to celebrate this year in any way, any way that you're going to celebrate them. Make the list and make sure that they're on your calendar. 
Now, if you're going through this process for the first time, I would recommend that you start just with a blank white piece of paper and make a couple of columns. Now, if you want, you can head over to sparrowkidsministries.com and download my template. Print it off and use it as you plan out the birthdays that you're going to celebrate this year. Otherwise, you can make your own pretty simply. All you need on your paper are four columns, and those columns are going to have the headings of family, extended family, friends, and coworkers. Then once you have your list prepared, you'll want to decide what you want to do for those four different categories of birthdays. For example, what you want to do for your kids' birthdays will be different than how you celebrate your spouse's birthday or your parents' birthdays or your coworkers' birthday. So make a plan now for your year of birthday celebrations. Here are some examples of what you might want to include on your list. Who will you plan a party for? That's kind of the biggest thing that you might do for a birthday, right? Planning a party. Um, who will you buy presents for? Maybe kind of a step down from planning a party. Maybe there's somebody you're going to do both of those things for. Who are you going to take out to dinner? Who will you make something for this year? And who will you buy a gift card for? Maybe there's somebody that you're just going to send a card. Who are those people that you just give a card or send a card to? Who will you simply want to be able to say happy birthday to, either in the hallway or through Facebook or sending an email or a text? And who won't you do anything for this year? Now, listen, give yourself permission now to do nothing for some people. That is totally okay. If you give yourself that permission now, it's going to be way easier when that birthday comes around. Now, these decisions are going to influence how far ahead of time you need to start planning and preparing and how much money you need to have set aside for each occasion. Maybe there are some friends that you want to celebrate with, but you just don't have the money this year to buy a present for everyone on your list. This is a great opportunity to utilize a talent that you might have. You can make them a birthday cake or a batch of cookies Send them a homemade card or something that you knitted or carved. Maybe you just let your kids make some homemade cards for them and let that be your gift as a family. The next list you need to make is your list of people. Use that same piece of paper and under each column, write down everyone's name that you can think of in each category. Then you're going to do some digging and find out everybody's birthday. Now, this might involve a fair amount of Facebook stalking and calling family members, but remember that next year the work is going to be done for you. Nobody's birthday is going to change. Step two is to set up reminders. Now, the way you set up these reminders is going to look different for everyone. The reminders need to go in a place where you will see them and follow them. So do you use a checklist app on your phone? Add these reminders there. Do you look at your calendar daily? That's the place. Do you use a tickle box like we talked about last week? You can put reminders in there on a monthly basis. Wherever you will look every day will be a good place for your reminders to go. Now, once you've figured out where your reminders are going to go, take a look at your lists because each type of birthday celebration is going to require a different level of reminders. For example, my kids get a friend party every other year. 
On the off years, they get to choose where we go out to dinner as a family for their birthday. Now, we'll talk about planning a kid's birthday party later this year, but because of how we do our kids' birthdays, I have reminders set in my phone for two months before, one month before, and one week before each of my kids' birthdays with what I need to be working on. It takes a generous amount of money out of our budget as well, so if I can lump some of our grocery money into buying the ingredients for the cake and the snacks, that's all the better. And that's going to influence how I write my menu too, because if I am going to spend extra grocery money on cake and snacks for the birthday party, we might want to do beans and rice and hot dogs for the rest of the week. I also have reminders set on my phone for when they should write their thank you notes after their birthdays. Now, my husband and I, on the other hand, usually don't do parties, so there's a lot less preparation involved. We just need to make sure the kids have their presents ready, the birthday person's order is placed for the kind of cake they want and for the dinner they want, and the calendar is clear for a nice family night. So that's going to take less reminders. Now, we have a good number of nieces and nephews who we don't get to see very often. So we see their birthdays as an opportunity to connect in a small way with each of them. So for each of their birthdays, we send a card with a gift card. And it's just $5, but it lets them know that we love them even though we don't see them more than about once a year. Then we have coworkers and friends' birthdays. These are all different for us. We have friends who we buy gift cards for and friends we take out to dinner. We have coworkers we get a small gift to and some who get a card. But these kinds of decisions need to be made ahead of time so you know how to plan. What kind of reminders do you need to put in place for yourself for these birthdays? Cards need to be in the mail several days before the actual birthday. Gifts need to be bought ahead of time. Party invitations should ideally go out a month in advance. Now, we totally failed on this one last year. Knowing the date of the birthday just isn't enough. So give your brain reminders of when to buy, when to invite, and when to send. It'll make you feel much more organized, and people will feel so grateful that you thought of them. Now, step three is to utilize your current systems. So examples of systems are Ticklebox, a family calendar, a checklist app. Whatever system you already use, plug birthdays into that. Now I'm going to talk through what I do with my Ticklebox for birthdays, but you can apply the same ideas to whatever system you use. And you should. If you don't use a Ticklebox, then don't invent a Ticklebox just for this, because you probably will forget to use it. Now, in case you missed it, I talked about my Ticklebox system last week in the Sparrow Parents podcast, and if you missed that, it's Season 2, Episode 2, and it's called Setting Up a Ticklebox. So I'm going to power through what to do about birthdays with the assumption that you know what a Ticklebox is and how to use it, which is all information I shared in that episode. Every year in January, I buy 15 $5 Target gift cards and two boxes of birthday cards. Then I write birthday cards for all of our nieces and nephews, and I put a gift card inside each. I seal the envelope, I address them, I stamp them, and I put a post-it note on each one of them with when they have to be mailed to get them on time. Then they go in the tickle box under the month in which they need to be mailed. 
when February comes around, I'll open up my February folder. Any of the items that need to be mailed will be sorted in order by day and clipped with a magnet clip to the front door. Then every day as I leave for work, I see the cards there and I can mail them on time. Now another system I use is an app called Wonderlist. It's W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. And it's all one word. And I have this app on my phone. I use it for personal stuff and I also have an account that I use for work. Now this um, app is great for keeping me on track with all the different tasks I have to get done each day. I also use it for my grocery shopping. In this app, I have set up the reminders for when I need to start planning each of my kids' birthdays, sending out invitations, buying supplies, setting up the house for the party, and sending thank you notes afterwards. But I also use my tickle box for my family's birthdays. I have cards that I have typed and laminated, but they could just simply be post-it notes, that I've put in my tickle box under the months in which I want to start planning for each of these birthdays. Another system I use is simply my family meeting. Every week we hold a family meeting. Now, this is something I discussed at length in the podcast last year, and you can easily find it in the Sparrow Parents podcast. Now, at family meeting, we always go over the calendar for the week. When we do that, I can see what birthdays are coming up because my contacts' birthdays automatically show up on my Google Calendar. So when I find out someone's birthday that I want to remember, I make sure to enter it into their contact on my phone so I won't forget it. This allows me a week's notice of my friend's and coworker's birthday so I can plan accordingly. Now, whatever system that you will use is the system you should follow for keeping up with birthdays. So spend some time thinking about how you might be able to roll birthdays into a system that you already have. Do you a bullet journal? Keep a diary? Do you have a handwritten family calendar? Do you look at your laptop a lot? Whatever works for you now, you can find a way to implement remembering birthdays into your current system. And that's it. I hope I've given you some ideas of how you can keep up with birthdays this year. And if you've already missed one or two in early January, listen, it's always fun to receive a belated birthday card. It just extends the celebration. And there are always half birthdays, too, if you feel like a belated card just isn't your thing. Hardly anyone knows when their half birthday is, so when they get a card from you, it would be a total surprise. We all know how it feels when someone remembers our birthday and celebrates it with us, even in a small way. I hope that this year you will be able to do that for some people who you may have inadvertently forgotten otherwise. Help your kids get involved by having them make handmade cards and letting them hand the presents or cards to people. This will help them see the importance of putting others first. And until next time, keep ministering to your family in your home. That's really the best thing that you will do this year. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.